0: Hello, and welcome to New Hope Christian Fellowship with Pastor John Gilbert. Okay, if you have your Bible, let's turn back to that Psalm that we read from Psalm 55. Psalm 55, the title of our message today is Good News for Burdened Believers. You ever get burdened? Do you ever get stressed out? Oh dearie me. All the time. We have to do something about that, haven't we, Paul? 100%. The general consensus... Why? Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Karen. It's a hard thing, isn't it? We love our mums and dads, and they are the joy of our hearts. And, you know, when they're alive... We do what we can to please them and much of the time we might give them a bit of grief. But when they're gone, you can't forget them, can you? You know, you can't let go, my dear dad. Anyway, we're all familiar with burdens, Karen. Every one of us, whether it's a physical burden, whether it's a mental burden, whether it's a financial burden whether it's a fearful burden, you know, whether it's a a burden of conflict, eh? We have burdens. Ever since the fall, Genesis chapter 3, ever since the fall, mankind, Adam and Eve, from their generation, It's been nothing but burdens. They've had to carry them, and we've carried them. But, I have to say, praise God. Praise God, that Jesus has invited the burdened to come unto him. Before I read the verse in, where did I say it was Psalm 55? Hold that page and go to Matthew chapter 11 put one finger in Psalm 55 put the other finger in Matthew 11 and you know the verse 11 Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Jesus says come unto me yeah have you heard that verse before meek knows it off by heart everybody else should know it off by heart shouldn't they come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy Come on. Whose side are you leaning on? Are you leaning on the Lord's side or your own side? Didn't the Lord or the Proverb say, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not? That's what it says. Who's leaning on their own understanding today? No one's saying nothing. But we all do at times especially the flesh, eh, Wally. So let's go back to Psalm fifty five. And it says this, verse twenty two Cast Cast thy burden upon the Lord. This is like the Old Testament equivalent of of Matthew eleven twenty eight. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall do what? Sustain you, you or thee. He shall never suffer the righteous. Oh, lovely. There's an echo in the house. (laughs) Thank the Lord. Lord, we come to you today. We are so happy to just hear those words. To hear the words of Jesus, Lord, we are so happy that we can come unto you today. And know that you will take our burdens away from us. That makes our hearts rejoice in Jesus' name. If this is us, we can come to him. However small the burden, however big the burden we can come to him. And it's, if we stop, you know when we sang that song, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our cares and birth. That song itself lifts the burden off your shoulders. As soon as you start singing it. And then you start kicking yourself, saying, Why didn't I come to the Lord earlier? Didn't you? Yeah. You oh, it happens to me when I start singing that thing. It's so simple. Just go to the Lord. Come unto him. Isn't it wonderful? There is good news for the believers. And that's you. It's every one of us. Unless you're not a believer. Which I don't think there's any non believers here this morning, but we are thank you Liam it's wonderful absolutely wonderful that Jesus himself is willing to just say to us come to me whatever is stressing you out whatever is your problem it's come unto me and I will take it away from you so what can we do with our burdens <coughs> cast them on the Lord that's what we do Cast them on the Lord. And what this is saying, if, if the word of God is saying, cast your burdens onto the Lord, why, why do you want to carry them around with you? That's a very good thought. You know, Maya is going down to London. Well, not on her own. I'm going with her, right? But just before we left the home this morning, or, or I left the home, She's looking for a backpack. She said, oh, because we're going to stay in London later on, and whatever reason. But she's after a backpack. Well, if you can look in the Spirit and look at every person that you ever meet, you will see that they're all carrying burdens on their back. Like that. Have you noticed? Have you ever read Pilgrim's Progress? Didn't Pilgrim have a pack on his back, Don? Yeah, Yeah. Nika says yes. If you've never read it, it's a good read. It's a little beef in English, you know. But don't worry about that, and don't let it put you off. But Christian, he's the main character. He's got a burden on his back. And he loses it, doesn't he, Don? Jeff wrote. He loses it where? At the cross. Jesus has carried our burdens. Jesus has taken them to Calvary and he's died for those burdens. He died for them. God God wants to carry your burden. God's in the business of carrying burdens. He does it for everybody that will come unto him. Who who wants to be a burden carrier? It's madness. It's too heavy. It's too heavy to go around carrying carrying your own burden. It's too heavy. It is Jesus who carried our sins and sorrows to the cross. One Peter five seven says, Cast your burdens onto him because he cares for you. That's lovely. Cast your Peter wrote that through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Peter wrote it. Why did he wrote it? Because he learned from experience. He was a burdened man. And if he was burdened because of denying Jesus three times, or cutting a guy's ear off, or, or just generally being a big mouth, if he was burdened because of the mistakes he kept making, did he not know that Jesus is willing to carry your burdens and take them away from you? He knew it. That's why he wrote it. He experienced it. Well, some of you know who Matthew Henry is and Matthew Henry says to cast our burden on God is to rest upon his providence and promise that's what it is dear old Matthew Henry said that you know when I was a young Christian and Dominic was that high maybe he was that high about 8 years of age long time ago we went to the same church and there was this African pastor who came over from Africa and he sang a song. And it went like this it went Cast your burdens unto Jesus. Kissy kiss for you. Cast your burdens unto Jesus. Kissy kiss for you. Higher, higher. Higher, 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 lift up Jesus higher. Then he said, lower, 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 lower Satan, lower. You ever read that one? Yes. yes. Oh, Nick has heard it. You heard it there, in the Philippines. We used to preach love to the priests. Did you? Yeah. What well, is it? Oh, there we go. I didn't use a Jamaican accent. Maybe I can, mum. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's a variety of accents. Yeah. Don Don Mullan. There we go. Lovely. That's the Filipino classic, that one, isn't it? there we go and that's it Jesus will will carry us Jesus will take our burdens we should be of all people in Hempstead the lightest people in town yes. shouldn't we, yes. we exactly we're the happiest people but yeah actually Hempstead, was one of the least, uh, happiest places to live Is it? Yeah. (laughs) 2018. 2018. Come back, 2018. Come back. Come back. Why 2018 before COVID? How did you? How? Listen. How? How? How did you find out that statistic? I mean, j- did it, did everybody feel happy in 27, 2018? Any? Right, right. What Hemel? Wow. wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there were. Uh... Right, right. Well, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Let me press on because that church, they'll be here making a noise, but what will God do with your burden? That's a good question. Release you, that's good, good. What, Bob? Cast it away, away, yeah. Spurgeon said, what God lays on you, lay on him. And, And it's true, you know, because... For example, right, Moses. When Moses was up the mountain with the sheep and the Lord was watching him. The Lord was watching him draw near to the bush, remember? And the Lord appeared in the the angel of the Lord in the bush and there was a burning bush and God spoke Moses Moses and there's a discourse and God says I want you to go to Egypt for me And, and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. I'm bringing it very down to basics, right? But Moses is doubting. Moses says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, the God of the Hebrews, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, has said, let my people go. And God says, look, that rod in your hand, throw it down and do you remember? You know, your hand, take it, and it became leprous and put it in the jacket. Do you remember all those things? God was saying to Moses, you may feel inadequate, but I'm going with you. Now, listen, it's the same with every one of us. You may feel inadequate to give one of these out. You may be thinking, I don't know, I want to, don't think I want to talk to a stranger. I don't want to talk to a hell's angel. You know what I'm saying? But God's going to go with you. And God's going to speak to that person in their heart and soul. Isn't he? That's what he's going to do. Whatever he lays on you, lay it on him. Say, Lord, you're going to have to help me here. You know, I I'm I went out with this woman, old lady. She was... Uh, She was a psycho. Well, what do you do with a psycho? Well, do you know what they did with her? They put her in a straitjacket and they put her in one of these padded cells. She wasn't a Christian, but she was in the straitjacket. Do you remember Harry Houdini? They used to tie him up and all of that, right? And they they put her in a padded cell. She was like 17. Do you know what somebody did? Someone else that had lost their marbles... Or struggled... I mean that's a burden in itself isn't it... Being in a straitjacket... Then in a padded cell... Somebody... How they did this Paul... I don't know... They... Graffitied... Maybe they got out the straitjacket... And they carved into the padded cell... Jesus Christ is Lord... This woman... 17 years of age found the Lord in a padded cell reading it and she said, she started thinking about Jesus, she thought if Jesus is Lord, I think she said that he's the way, the truth and the Lord I think he, they, somehow they carved this into a padded cell she said, if Jesus Christ is Lord, he can get me out of it what a great thing to think she was stressed with her anxiety and a psycho psychological understanding, whatever it was, psychopathic or whatever. I mean, why they put her in there, she must have been a bit doolally. But whatever was going on up here, she took it to Jesus. And she told me, she was like 17. She said, Jesus, if you are Lord, you can get me out of here. Take your burden to the Lord. She found the Lord, that lady. And she told me that stuff. It's impressive. God takes our burden and he sustains us with his love. That's what he does. And you, you may be burdened with sin. You may have done something, I don't know, smoked a joint that long, Right? You could have gone out with every Tom and area in town. You could have lost the plot. And you could be feeling so guilty. So stressed out. Because you know that your sin put Jesus on the cross. Do you understand me? You could be saying, my sin... My sin added to Jesus is pain, and yet I go out and I do what I like. You understand me? Well, when you start thinking about your, your, your rebellion is pain to Jesus, you want to stop it, and you? you say, Lord, please help me stop being a bad person. He says, I will forgive you for those sins, just sin no more and the Bible says in places I'll just read a, a verse from Corinthians 2 Corinthians right there's a few little verses that will help us 2 Corinthians 521 says this 521 2 Corinthians well Bob's looking that up right you know He, He takes the burden of our sin. He takes the burden of our sorrow. He takes the burden of our grief. Right, Bob's there. Let me just read this to you. And it says, For He has made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God. It's incredible. He bore our sins. And it says, he who knew no sin. Is this the most incredible thing you're ever going to hear in your life? That somebody who knew no sin didn't know what it was to lie, to cheat, to steal, to, to, to cause you grief and to go out and give you hassle. He didn't know none of that. But he died, he took your sin upon himself. He never knew sin. I'm telling you people. You don't want to stand before God. In the afterlife with your sin. That's a burden. You want to deal with it now. You want to go to Jesus now. And don't wait till you pop your clogs. Be too late. Go to Jesus now, who knew knows it, say, Lord, take my sin and let me be free. Free from 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 the tyranny of a sinful life. Let me show you, and we know that classic verse in Isaiah 53, right? It says I, Isaiah 53 Who has believed our report? Do you remember those words? 53 verse 4 says Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we have seen him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He's carrying our sorrows. He's bearing our griefs. And we think, where is God? He doesn't care for me. You know, you could talk to people about God, right? I talked to someone the other day and They didn't understand or know God. But if they just give me a bit more time to explain a few things, well, they kept talking and talking and talking. I couldn't get a word in each way. Too too much talking, Bob. I I went in their flat to to put a radiator back on the wall. I said, do us a favour, please, love. She said, what's that? I said, do you mind not talking while I'm trying to concentrate putting this radiator back on the wall? She wouldn't stop. Oh, my. In 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 John eleven thirty five, there's a very very smallest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. What a powerful thing that the Lord of Glory, Jesus Christ, should come to this earth and go to a grave. Was he at the grave? Lazarus, thank you Annie. Jesus went to the grave, and there was a friend of his who had been buried four days, and there was Jesus wet. What does that say? It pains him. It pains him that a man or a woman should die, because it wasn't meant to be. It was never ever meant to be that a man or a woman should ever die. And when they do, he weeps. It's astounding. And and didn't God say to Adam, do not eat from the tree of good and evil, of the knowledge of good and evil, because the day that you do that, you shall surely die. And because people live in sin, They live in sin. I mean sin, death, is the consequences of sin. That's what it is. Sickness and suffering and death is the consequences of sin. And we all experience that. Every one of us. And we haven't died yet. And if the Lord Jesus returns soon, we'll be raptured. In the twinkling of an eye. And we won't die. That's what it says in the Bible here. There's a rapture. But the thing is. People die. Jim Ward has died. And it's the consequences of sin in this world. That has caused that to happen. And so when Jesus comes into uh, contact with that. It makes him weep. Because it ought not to be. He cares our burdens. The family of Jim are weeping. Alice is weeping. The sons are Ike and the others, they're weeping. Jesus weeps. He takes our burden and he takes the burden of grief. That's what he does. But we have to say, when he does take a burden from you, Is he going to leave you empty with nothing to fill the void? Nah. He's going to leave you with blessing and blessing. Didn't he say, I'll come, that you might have life and have life in all abundance? John chapter 10, I think it is. He wants to sustain us. It says in Romans, right? Romans 6, 5, 6. Romans, 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 after Acts, isn't it? Here we go, 5 and 6. And it says this, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Oh, that's a nice, just so, I mean, we, we could stay here all day long and just read Romans. And we could study it and and just be blessed, 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 blessed because of what he says. In, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Don't say he died for the godly, he died for the ungodly. Meaning that he died for all of us that weren't, we weren't even saved. And we didn't even know about it. Incredible, isn't it? I mean, okay. Let me put it another way. If somebody came round your house, knocked on the door, and they said, "Um, excuse me, Steve, I've got some news for you. And you say, what's that, mate? And you say, well... There's a bloke I've heard about. He Apparently, I heard he died for you. How would you respond? Who was he? That's it, Bob. Bob's got the nail on the head. He, who is he? That's the first thing that should come to your mind, isn't it? And, and if that's the first thing that comes to your mind, I would feel the nature, if someone said it to me, I'd say, I want to know who the bloke is. And I want to know... How old he is. I want to know where he lives. I want to know where he comes from. Wouldn't you ask those questions? I want to get to know the bloke. Wouldn't you? You yes, would ask him name. Exactly, Liam. And then you hear it's Jesus Christ. He died for the ungodly. And you say, oh, I want to know everything about Jesus. Well, if you do, start studying the Bible. Hey, Bob? That's where it's at. <laughs> In the fullness of time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and me. And definitely, Wally, before it's become a righteous man, isn't it, Wally? <laughs> In the fullness of time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and me. I mean, did he die for you? Yes, he did. You're ungodly. You were ungodly. You're becoming the righteous because you're believing in these things. But when you come to him with your burden of sin, he is happy to take it away. Let me move on quickly. Last point. God takes our burdens and gives us blessings. It's a great thing. It says here, he will never, in the verse that I read from Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two, it says, he will never suffer the righteous to be moved. What does that mean? He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. Well, I thought about this. That's what we do, isn't it, Bob? We think, don't we? We do think. He is our certain security. That's where you want to put your hope, your faith, your life. You want to put it in Jesus because he's the only one we can trust in. Go to Psalms number one. Go to Psalms number one. And let me read it to you. I'll read the whole Psalm. It says here, he takes your burdens, he gives you blessings. And I'll read this to you, right? Blessed is the man, that's what it says, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. They are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Listen carefully. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. What I'm trying to say is this. This psalm takes us from this world how people live, the righteous and the unrighteous. It takes us from this world into the judgment. And at judgment, there's the righteous. There's the unrighteous. Something's going to happen. What it says is that the unrighteous shall not stand. I'll read verse 5 and 6 again. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. Nor the sinners in the congregation of the Righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. In eternity, in judgment, when we stand before the great right throne, you'll be able to stand, and you won't be moved, because you stand with the righteousness of Jesus Christ over you. You stand cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. You'll be able to stand in the judgment. Because God has forgiven you of everything that you ever did wrong. Every sin. But that won't be so for those that have not accepted Jesus into their life. And and, and taken their burdens to him. Do you understand me? I mentioned Matthew Henry once. I mentioned him again. He says, He who bore the burden of our sorrows desires us to lead to him the burden of our cares. Listen, it's very, very interesting. What I'm saying to you is demonstrated at the cross and the resurrection of Jesus, right? For example, let's go to Calvary. What do we see? There is the Lord on the cross. And he's not yelling and complaining and shouting at everybody for injustice. He's not saying, look, my life matters. Let me off this cross because this is, this is a crime against me. He's not saying any of that. He's just quiet. He's taking everything that is thrown at him. He's not opening his mouth in an unjust way. The thief on this side and the thief on that side are hurling insults at him. And they're shouting out, you! No! you saved others, why don't you save us? They're insulting him. He opens not his mouth until one of them is thinking I'm going to die. He, what he said, he, he, he had a change of heart and he said to the other guy on the cross he said, leave him alone. That's what he shouted at him, leave him alone. Because he hasn't done anything wrong, he's a just man. I'm paraphrasing, aren't I? Because I'm not reading it from the Bible. He says he hasn't done anything wrong. He says we deserve this. Didn't he say that, Nika? We deserve this. We are getting our just reward. He had. He was burdened. This is. This is a good. Picture of a burdened soul, because he knows he's going to die, and he's only got moments to live, and he's there trying to, I mean, what a thing to happen to you, crucifixion, he's trying to get a breath, because they push themselves up to go, and, and to get a breath, the, the, the Feet are nailed together, the hands are up there, the whole body weight's hanging on them nails, aren't they? <gasps> you know? I'm, I'm, you're laughing, you're laughing, but I'm, I'm trying to imagine what it's like. I'm trying to imagine any of you having a laugh. Terror, Lord forgive this woman! Lord forgive my sister! And, and Mika! Leave him alone, right? And and he says, he's burdened by the fact that he knows he's a sinner. He knows he's done wrong because he says, we deserve this. This is the fruit of our reward, our crime, our punishment, our murder. He knows, he's thinking, if I die now, where do I go? Where do I go? That's on his mind. That's a burden. That's a big burden. But it's the same of all of us. Isn't it, Steve? We're all going to die one day. And he looks at Jesus. And he knows there's something special about Jesus. And he says, Lord. He's a sinner. And he's on his way to hell. But the moment he looks at Jesus... He calls him Lord. Not many people do that. We've already said only two out of ten in the town can say what they know what why Jesus died on the cross, and that's at its best. It might only be one. Lord, remember me. Jesus said, "Come unto me, you who are burdened, and I'll give you rest for your souls." that thief came to Jesus and said Lord remember me and that's all it takes can you say that today Lord remember me can you do that Kira? Lord remember me when you come into your kingdom that man had a revelation that Jesus was stepping into heaven to glory And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Isn't that all we want to hear? Amen. That's what I say, Nika. He traded his doubts for faith. That's what he did. He traded his hell for heaven. And he was rewarded for it. Brave man. Let's follow in his footsteps, Bob. Shall we? He traded hell for heaven. Come on. I'm telling you, the cross proves God's all-sufficient love for us. John 3.16, you know the scriptures. The resurrection proves God's all-sufficient power that we can rise from the dead. Let's just finish off and conclude that those who rest full faith in the immovable one will not be moved when it comes to the judgment. We will stand. And that's what we want, isn't it? You stand victorious in Jesus. That's what we want. In spite of all the problems that go on in our lives, we're tempted on every side. We're perplexed, but we're not crushed, are we? because we go to Jesus with our burdens don't we come on people yes. cast your burdens go on we know we know go on amen come on pat him on the back please do go on go <laughs> on you will find his grace sufficient for you. Amen? Yeah. He will forgive your sins. Yes? yes? How many have you been committing lately? I've been
1: committing nearly people
0: down the Don't worry. I, I, I'll ask you later. All right? let me tell you and as I tell you I tell everybody else yes. he will carry your burdens yes. even Liam Kirkham's burdens Jesus will carry them and give you peace yes. and he will do that for all of us Amen. in Jesus name Amen. Amen Lord we thank you so much with all of our heart we thank you for Liam We thank you for his desire to know you and to know John 3.16. We thank you for everybody here that has been able to say, Lord, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. Here is my burden, my burden of sin. Forgive me, Lord. Have mercy upon my soul as I stop to think about you for dying for my sin on that cross. Please have mercy for me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We meet at Grove Hill Community Center at 11.30 p.m. in Hemel Hempstead. God bless you.